Hi, and welcome to the Campus Outreach Memphis podcast, where we want to help you navigate specific relevant topics as you walk with God in college. I'm your host, Megan Rintoul, and today I'm joined by my desk mate, Sarah Lewis. Sarah is a graduate from TCU um, and joined our resource team about a year ago. How's it going, Sarah? Pretty good, Megan. Go Frogs. Go Frogs. (laughs) Sarah is here today to talk with us about navigating seasons of loneliness and isolation. Sarah, I know that we as people, and especially right now during the pandemic, can be walking through probably a lot of season of being by ourselves, of maybe having to stay inside of our houses, different things. But even outside of the pandemic, I know that we all experience seasons of loneliness and um, even sometimes when we're surrounded by tons of believers. And so I would love for you just to start off by telling us a little bit about why you think we experience this. What What is at the core of mm-hmm. our loneliness? Yeah, Megan, thanks for that. I think that's a great question because I think if we're going to understand why loneliness can feel so difficult, I think we have to understand what's really at the root of it. And so um, I think, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that being alone is not God's design for us. I think we see that from the very beginning in Genesis 2, when God created Adam, he looked at him and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And that's when he created Eve and brought Eve to him. And so we see so clearly from the beginning of of scripture that God created us for community and for connection. And so not only did he create us for our vertical relationship with God, but also a horizontal relationship with others. And we see right after that, Genesis 3 in the fall, that not only was our relationship with with God broken, but our relationship with others was broken as well. And that is part of the consequences of the fall is that we do live in this fallen, broken world in loneliness and isolation. Um, And so I think what people usually think of when they think of loneliness is, is the physical isolation, which is really what we're experiencing right now, maybe more now than I don't know if anyone has experienced this in our generation. Um, And I think it's been interesting and really sad to see all of these studies that are coming out that are showing that during coronavirus that the rates of depression and even suicide are higher than they I think that they've ever been. And I think that is such a clear indication that we were designed for connection and community. But even to pull it out past what we've been experiencing the last couple of months, I think that loneliness at its core is usually just more, is more than just a lack of relationships. I think we all know what mm. it's like to walk into a room full of people and still feel all alone. And so I think at the end of the day that we really, what we really need and what we want is to be known, to be understood and to be pursued. And so I think that a lot of times this loneliness comes from not feeling known, understood, and pursued by, especially by other Christians. And I think that we see this manifest itself in a lot of different ways in our lives. So I think one way that we really see that is when we're growing in our relationship with God, usually we're making decisions to follow Him and to honestly to allow our our lives to change and our visions and our desires change as we fall more in love with Christ. And I think because of that, sometimes we can lose a sense of a of a lack of commonality with people around us who maybe aren't making the same decisions or pursuing God in that same way. And, you know, it makes me think of how we talk about that the path is narrow Mm. to Christ. And so the farther we go, usually relationships 
that really have that commonality of um, vision and desire grow less. And maybe the the few relationships that we have, though, actually grow deeper and stronger. But we do see that we, we can feel alone a lot of the time in that way. And then I think there's also just times we feel lonely when we're around people who are in different seasons of life. I know that even, you know, right now I'm 24 and um, lots of my friends are getting married and that is a good beautiful thing but we just are not in the same life stage anymore and so I think that can cause us to feel lonely I think we can feel lonely sometimes when we're in leadership positions because you know we're, we're bearing the brunt of the burden of whatever we're leading on ourselves that can feel lonely I think we can also see it when we're when you're walking through a season of suffering, I think there's just a lot of loneliness when you're going through a trial. You can just believe a lot of lies that no one understands what you're going through, that you're all alone, that you don't have anybody, um, and that God has abandoned you. And I think, you know, maybe a lot of college students can relate to this is sometimes even just feeling lonely and in following God. Maybe you've made a you've stepped out in faith on something and your friends just don't get it, or, or maybe your family doesn't get it and you you feel misunderstood and unknown. And so I think a lot of times when we think about loneliness, it's more than just a lack of physical relationships, but it's really that that commonality, but being known, being understood and being pursued. Hmm. That's really helpful, Sarah. It's comforting to hear you say that loneliness really began back in Genesis, even when God saw that it was not fit for a man to be alone. And so even to know that that feeling of loneliness is probably even pointing us to something that's missing in our lives. And even just to hear you speak on the different ways that we feel it, whether it's through um, direct isolation like we're in right now with COVID-19 or Man, even if we just feel like our friends or our family can't relate to what we're going through. And so just even to see that there's so many different ways that we can feel lonely in our everyday lives. And sometimes that lasts for a day and sometimes it lasts for a full season. And so um, I would love to hear you tell us a little bit about how you've personally experienced that in your own life and maybe some of the ways that you've responded to loneliness, whether that is been helpful or even um, sometimes maybe when you haven't responded in the right way and and how you've seen that affect um, your walk with God. Yeah, for sure. So I came into college as a Christian, and I, my freshman year, I, I really wanted to grow my walk with God. I wanted to pursue holiness, and I wanted to to give my life away and, and honestly to live on mission and, and see the people around me come to know the Lord because the Lord had given me, I mean, everything and so much joy in my life. And I think because of that, I just really— experienced a lot of loneliness my first two years of college. There just weren't a ton of people around me who had that same vision and had that same desire. And so and so I had some I had, you know, friends, but I think that at the core, I really felt lonely and misunderstood because there weren't people um, coming alongside me who really felt that same way and had those same desires. And so really at the end of those two years, I would not say that I responded well, <laughs> unfortunately. And, and really at the end of those two years, it led me into a lot of bitterness and disillusionment with even other believers. And I think I was even struggling more than ever 
endeavor to fight sin because there was just a lack of accountability in my life, a lack of others spurring me on. And and that ultimately led me into greater isolation. So then not only was I, I think I kind of viewed myself as a victim. And because of that, I then began to self-isolate and reject other Christians and other people who were reaching out to me and trying to get into my life. And so that really continued until one summer when I was on a mission trip in East Asia. And God just really brought me to the end of myself. Um, I, I felt completely alone. I felt like I had no one. I was working through a lot of just personal things that the Lord had just been bringing to the surface in my life. And there was also a lot of hardship and suffering that I was going through that was going on um, even with my family back at home. And and I couldn't I couldn't leave. I was, I was stuck there. And, and so I just remember one night just pouring my heart out before the Lord and just feeling so misunderstood and so alone. Um, but God just really met me in that place. And and He reminded me who He was and that He loved me and that He was with me. And and that just really transformed the way that I view God. And I just began to look at Him as as really as my best friend. And I saw that at the end of the day that He he was enough for me and, and He would never leave me and never fail me, maybe in some of the ways that I had felt left abandoned, misunderstood by other people in my life at the time. But God would never do that to me. And so, um, yeah, so that just really transformed the way that I began to look at my loneliness. Hmm. I think it's really sweet that the solution to loneliness, which is uh, the solution to most of our problems, is a deeper intimacy with Jesus. Hmm. And I think that um, a lot of times we can try so hard to look to other people, I think, myself even reflecting on times in my life that I felt lonely, uh, we are tempted just to, to blame others for our own isolation. And and sometimes I think that can be the case, that there can be other people that, you know, don't understand and, and can affect that. But I think a lot of times we are the ones um, who are even doing the isolating and, and, and that comes from even having our eyes so fixed on ourselves and mm. on our loneliness. But how sweet that even for you when your eyes and your gaze turned from yourself to Jesus, you were no longer experiencing that overwhelming loneliness. Mm. And so, man, even just to expand more on that, what would you say to maybe someone who's listening to this that is um, currently just saying, I feel lonely. I feel like maybe family or friends or um, even God has abandoned me and mm-hmm. I, I just feel lonely. What what would your response um, be to that? Yeah, it's a great question. I think several things. I think the first of them would be, you know, our first instinct is to just want to get out of the loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we just, we just want it to end. And we're just, you know, I think sometimes we can start grasping for relationships mm-hmm. and trying to fill that void with people who can't fill that void and only Christ can. Um, and so I, I would say instead of our first in, our first response to just be to try and fix the loneliness, to just try and get out of it by filling it with relationships, I think we should actually stop and ask first, God, what are you teaching me right now? I, I would say that my senses of loneliness were so transformative in my life because God was just really rooting some things out in me that I think He wouldn't have— um, 
that I wouldn't have been able to address or really even notice had God not used loneliness in my life in that way. So first I would say just stop and slow down and say, Lord, what are you trying to show me right now? And then I think secondly, Megan, you already said this, but I mean, look to Jesus. I think Jesus knows exactly how you feel. He he was rejected. He was misunderstood. He was betrayed. Um, I think even back to the the night before he was crucified when he was up all night and he was praying and he was he was in anguish and his three best friends <laughs> kept falling asleep on them he went and asked them three times to stay awake and pray with them and they kept falling mm-hmm. asleep on the night when he needed them most and they they failed him and so i think that if anyone knows how you feel, it's it's Jesus. And I think even that, just knowing that like Jesus looks on you compassionately where you are because he know how he knows how hard that is. And then I think even looking to Jesus, then it's like, okay, but also Jesus is not only compassionate on you, but he can be your best friend. He is your person. He is the one who fulfills and satisfies and is with you. And he will never misunderstand you. And so then I think even next. For me, what was a huge comfort was just turning to the Psalms. I think you see over and over again, I just love the Psalms because they're just really explicit. <laughs> they just, they just. I feel like a lot of the psalmists really just tell God how they feel. Yeah. Like, God, why have you abandoned me? God, where are you? Um, my friends have forsaken me. And, and um, I think I just, you just can really relate to that. And it, it almost gives you a script for being honest with God. But also looking to the Psalms for comfort, Psalm 139 mm-hmm. uh, was a huge one for me my sophomore year of college because um, it pointed me back to the character of God. But it also just was such a comfort to know that I am known deeply by God. He knows me better than I know myself and he cares for me so much. And then, you know, I cling to the I've clung to the promises of Isaiah 4110, like, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Memorize some of those verses. And so in those moments when you feel alone and abandoned, God's word will just come to mind and, and minister to your spirit. And then I think the last thing, I think, you know, that's a lot of the heart work. I think the last thing is that we just have to be honest and ask ourselves if there is any way that we are contributing to our isolation. I think mm. sometimes there's just a lot of things that are out of our control and God just may have you in a season of loneliness and um, you just may have to wait for him to move and that's just the way it is. But I think also sometimes, even like I share with my story a little bit, in response to feeling rejected and misunderstood, I actually then contributed to my loneliness by self-isolating. And so I think um, a lot of times we want we want people to pursue us, and so we just sit back and, and we wait. And so I would just say, just be honest with yourself. If Are there ways that you can initiate, that you can pursue community and fellowship and really allow yourself to be known that, that maybe you— um, have been too prideful to do or or just haven't wanted to do or too lazy or whatever it is. I think in even in COVID right now, I think a lot of people feel lonely um, and people are, are tired of Zoom. But gosh, I would just say now more than ever, like press on. And, and we have access to people virtually, which is not the same. I realize mm-hmm. that, but it's like press on and, and fight to be known and to be in community and um, do what you are able to do and then ask God um, to also provide and, and lead out in that way. Sarah, thank you so much for just your vulnerability and um, just sharing 
not only the scriptures with us, but your own story of how you've allowed Jesus to meet you in your loneliness. And um, man, our prayer today would just be that um, to whoever would listen to this, um, whether you're currently in a season of loneliness or um, even just preparing for the future when those things come, because they will, that you would hear this and be encouraged. So thanks so much. 